Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, private parters. Welcome to an episode of Private Parts, because you're, you're sitting, you've, you've obviously clicked on the episode because, or you haven't, or you've subscribed to us, and actually then what happens annoyingly in the morning is it just pops up saying, oh, there's a brand new episode of Private Parts, or you've gone onto my Instagram and um, you see me post another story or post about this episode, so you've got, there's Jamie again, posting about podcasting. Sometimes I think, do you get bored that I post about it so much? But then I don't think that because the content at the moment is just fabulous. Jesus is really banging on about my own tune right now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Friday episode. Hope you're having a swell day. Uh, I'm your host, Jamie Lang of Private Parts. <laughs> Trying to pretend that I'm some sort of host. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, guys, today uh, we have Tom Lucy also as a co-host on this really fun episode. Tom Lucy is a great friend of the podcast. He has been co-hosting a few because Alex Mitten's away in Costa Rica. I got a message from Alex saying he was at a festival in Costa Rica, so I can't wait for him to come back and for you all to hear what shenanigans he's got up to over there. I mean, if you're a fan of the podcast and have been one for a while, you can only imagine what he's been up to in Costa Rica, but I'm excited to hear it. Um, and today we have a comedian who is one of the funniest out there. Uh, our sound guru, Felipe, sent a message to our private parts group saying, out of respect, can you please watch this comedian's Netflix special? <laughs> so before he came on the podcast, so I, had, I went and watched the Netflix special and it's amazing. Today on the episode, we have Phil Wang. Um, I've been a fan of Phil's for so long. I've tried to get him on the podcast for a while. He's finally agreed to do it. Um, and I really, really can't wait uh, Felipe's just sent me in the chat 145 hours of Bud Pod as well That's what he's listened to Which is Phil Wang's podcast <laughs> That's so creepy He just sent me a I'm doing this across Zoom And Felipe just sent a message <laughs> yeah, 145 hours 145 episodes Thanks Felipe all right, everybody, listen, you don't want to hear me dragging on. This episode is super funny today. Thank you to my co-host, Tom Lucy. Thank you to Phil Wang for what an amazing guest to be on. We had such a fun time. We understood exactly what funny is, how to become a comedian, what it is to be a comedian, and what actually funny is. So really hope you enjoy this one. As always, please send us an email. Get in contact with us, anything at all, whether you like the episodes, what you want us to change, what you like, what you dislike, anything at all, contact at privatepartspodcast.com. But for now, enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Or hello. Just enjoy it. Well, isn't this, uh, isn't this a fun setup? This is really nice. Isn't this great? It feels 
It feels almost normal. You know? Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> that That's what people don't realize about this podcast is you come on and you just, it's like, it's like being with your friends. It's like just sitting, it's such a, a, it's relaxed... like sitting in a room just with your mates. That's the danger though. That's the danger with podcasts mm. is that it lulls you into a false sense mm. of casualness yeah, and security okay. and mm-hmm. you reveal things that you wouldn't normally reveal in front of. How many listeners do you have? A hundred? Two hundred? A million. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We have a hundred million. <laughs> we have a hundred million listeners. But yeah. just quick news on that. I saw Joe Rogan posted mm-hmm. his listeners per episode. Mm. How many how many listeners do you think Joe Rogan has? So as in listens of each episode? Each listeners. Individual listeners per episode. Okay, okay. Per episode, I'm going to say three three hundred thousand. Eleven million. No. Yes. What? Yes. What? Eleven million. Yes. NBC has like one and a half million. Eleven million. Eleven fans m- of elk meat. <laughs> Wow. Tom loves him because he loves doing DMT as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We just share a lot of opinions. Um, but that is the danger of podcasts. No, that's why we've brought you here is to lull you into a false sense of security. Yeah, this is lovely and not at all like... We gave you a yogurt. It's very different from the Joe Rogan setup. His is like a sort of man cave yeah. nuclear bunker and this is like a made showroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With... <laughs> <laughs> this is like doing a podcast in DFS. <laughs> also, the great thing is, is that the listeners say we built this brand new set, right? Which is it's cool, right? It says riffraff oh. behind you, and oh. yeah, no riffraff. Sorry. Oh right, is that yeah. something from your childhood? Yeah, mm. yeah. We got some beers and other beers over there because we're legends. The only yeah, problem is feel we got... free to have a beer if yeah. you want a beer. Have a beer. Mmm, <laughs> warm beer. <laughs> They've been there for about a year. Oh, you're spoiling yeah, you to have one. Yeah, you can also turn on the light while you do it. Cause it well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the problem is we... Take we... your shoes off if you want. <laughs> we thought as aesthetically, as aesthetically, we thought it would be nice to have windows behind us. Yeah. The problem is, is that gives back... <laughs> backlight. <laughs> Loads of backlight. So mm. then, and then we got these lights up here. Which, which cost a little bit of money as well. Mm. They're boiling. <laughs> so get ready, Phil. You're going to be backlit and really sweaty. <laughs> I'm worried because I'm, I'm wearing leg warmers under here. <laughs> under my trousers, I'm wearing leg warmers. Like a year, a couple of years back, I got really into leg warmers. Oh, like thermals. Yeah, thermals. What really? do you mean? How does that happen? I don't, I don't know. You just like, you know, just, they're like tights. They're like man tights. <laughs> okay. And the, it, it just, they just, they really do what it says on the tin. They keep your legs, keep your legs so warm. warm. Do they? Yeah. Have you ever Have you ever watched um, the Danish Girl, the movie with Eddie Redmayne? Mm. No. Yeah. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's I don't a- like to support Etonians. <laughs> mm. Okay. Yeah. No. Do I. No. Do I. <laughs> Hate Etonians. Um, but um, he in the movie, uh, the Danish Girl is about how he he wants to dress in women's clothes right and, yeah. and he's 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 ashamed of the different things and there's a moment in it where eddie redmayne he touches a dress for the first time and it's this incredible moment and you see it in his face i imagine when you put on your <laughs> leg warmers it was the same face you made you suddenly realized that this was your oh was, my god i was really I wondering found... where you were going with that <laughs> yes so was i that's <laughs> listen it's a casual podcast that's that was, yeah. uh, phil's thermals reminded you of the danish girl <laughs> yeah. Actually, but they're making a movie about me and thermals as well. They've, they've already cast Henry Henry Golding. Is it called The, the Malaysian Man? Yeah. It's just called Malaysian Man. It's beat for beat identical. It's just, it's just leg warmers and stuff. And Henry Golding plays you. Yeah, that's right. 
What? It'd be what? more appropriate if Eddie Redmayne played you. <laughs> what happened? Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, oh no, your favourite Tom Hiddleston could play. Of course, yeah, yeah, that would be something for the fans. That would. If you know that Phil doesn't famously doesn't like Tom Hiddleston, it's true. Yeah, it's true. yeah. It's, Why don't you like Tom Hiddleston? Oh, no, uh, the uh, night manager was he in the night manager? I think he was. Yeah. He's just he's just sort of mad and um, has no self awareness mm. and uh, he's just obviously someone who's been told his whole life that he's brilliant and mm. he, and and he has no grasp on the the real world. But you're gonna get on very well with Jamie. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, think yeah, yeah. I can tell you what you're gonna like me. <laughs> do you know? I, I, do you know him? No, I don't know him. I don't know. Oh, okay. Him. No, no. It just sounded, oh, it sounded, sounded, sounded bizarrely yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Reality, what is that? I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, but he, he he wouldn't even be able to have a podcast. Because mm. he's, he's above it. Well, no, no one's above it anymore. Don't the fucking Obamas have a podcast? Like, there's no one. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, yeah. But like, having a podcast is like having a toilet at this point. It, it doesn't matter how rich you are, you have... Or poor, you have a, you probably have a podcast. <laughs> it is true, everyone. D- d- but to be fair, Tom Hiddleston's podcast would be. Would you listen to if you're scrolling through Apple charts for podcasts and you come across Tom Hiddleston's podcast? I'm not sure. I if would you, listen. This to is it. Tom Hiddleston's podcast. You start the podcast. He starts talking and he talks for an hour, and then at the end, he <laughs> says, "And thank you to my guest." And you realize there was a guest there the whole time. <laughs> that would be Tom Hiddleston's podcast. <laughs> Who would his Who would his first guest be as well? Who would he have? He, be like Robert De Niro, and, yeah. and it'll be an hour of Tom Hiddleston doing a Robert De Niro impression, and he goes, "Oh, thanks by the way to actual Robert De Niro who's here, who <laughs> couldn't get a word in." It's actually so. Do you ever do you do you ever worry that I presume you haven't met Tom Hiddleston? No. Would you worry no, about meeting him? Do you think he's found out about what you've said? He has apparently. So I did. I did. Um, I made a video about him uh, breaking into my home. Yeah. That I put on Twitter. And um, it, <laughs> have it you got... seen that? It's so funny. Can you can you can you explain what happens in the video? So it, it, it's I I broke up an advert that he did for a Chinese vitamin company called Centrum, and it's a very bizarre video in which it's sort of first person view of Tom Hiddleston as your boyfriend coming home and making you breakfast and giving you a bottle of Centrum vitamins. And so I just, and it's really weird. And it's just <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. It's quite weird. It's, so, it's the creepiest thing ever. It's so weird. It's very creepy because he's looking straight into the camera like he's looking at you and, and you're his girlfriend. Um, and they filmed it in portrait mode so that it's just, it looks like you're watching a FaceTime. Yeah. So it looks like he's talking to you. So I just took that and I, I, I spliced it up and put myself in the other role but instead of his girlfriend, I'm just a guy whose house Tom Hiddleston has broken into. That's genius. And, that is genius. And it, it got like it got did quite well. It got a lot a lot of views and all that. Um, and apparently, I've been told Tom Hiddleston has has seen that. Really. And uh, but and he's who, who told you? who came up to you and told you to say David, David Badil. Um, oh really? Well, I turned to David Badil and he said, um, "Yeah, Tom has seen that. Uh, apparently, he thinks it's funny." Tom Hiddleston, but I imagine he said, hey, "Yeah, it's, it's really funny." I know, it's just <laughs> furious. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. I can have a laugh. I can have a laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, fam- I'm a famously fun guy. Yeah, yeah. What is quite weird about that is, firstly, it's a it's a Chinese advert, and using mm. Tom Hiddleston, that's the first thing. Yeah, but I think all the um, Hollywood film stars do adverts in Japan and China and in in Asia, don't how, they? Because, how do you know this? How, how, no, I think how, it's how quite. Do, it does happen what, what, because what, I name think, name another three. Name another three. I think like Leonardo DiCaprio's done adverts in 
like car adverts and stuff. I think so. And a couple of years back, Quentin Tarantino did a weird um, advert in Japan. Because I think yeah. they think that... Um, well, it's like they've, they've forgotten the internet exists. Yeah. Now. Like back in, back in the day, yeah, you could go to Lithuania and do an advert for tires and <laughs> no one would find out. You could just cash in your yeah. drak mark. I don't know what yeah. these are. And <laughs> drak mark? I don't know. And I try to think of a European... <laughs> Lithuanian European, drak European, yeah. And no one would find out. But now, mm. like, you can't hide anything. No. But if you did meet Hiddleston then, and you actually met him when he came to one of your shows. What would you would you would you point him out in the audience? Oh, that's a good. Would uh, would you or would you be nervous? Truthfully, uh, I think I'd be. I'd like have. I'd have butterflies. I'm just such a fan, you know. No, I'd, 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 I'd get excited, and I yeah. think if he was if he was at the front, I would have to say something yeah. because. Even if people haven't seen the video, people have probably seen that Tom Hiddleston's sat in the front for some reason. Yeah, we got Tom Hiddleston here. And Tom like, Hiddleston's here. We got Tom Hiddleston. And like, he's obviously not the kind of celeb who's going to wear a baseball cap to hide himself, is he? He's going to come in dressed as Loki and sit at the front. So it's not like he's going to be incognito. I'm going to have to say something. He's got holding the fucking staff. And so, I, I, so yeah, definitely. I think I think it'd be fun. I, I'd, I'd love that. I. I, 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 yeah, I think it'd be funny to meet him. He's probably fine, isn't he? I mean, he's probably. Um, I, but charming. I think he would be. How, but you guys, Tom, do you ever have um, hecklers or anyone in the crowd? Oh, no, have... but I have had a thing. I, I used to do a joke about looking like Sam Smith. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. How um, did that go? It was, like, I did, it was like four years ago, I used to do this joke about it. And then I was in a restaurant in Soho, and Sam Smith was in the restaurant. Oh. And he came up to me. No, he didn't. And said, no, he'd, he didn't. And said he'd heard the joke. Wow! Isn't that Matt? I had no, I had no idea how he would. It went on like a Comedy Central show that four people would have seen. But he and, he and what did, did he and, say? What did he was he, he came up? Or he no? came up to me and said, "Oh, it's nice to meet my doppelganger or something." But um, he's I, really tall. Yeah, he's, what a great way to find out that Sam Smith Googles himself <laughs> every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, he has a Google alert, obviously. Yeah, we must see Mister. Do you not have a? Do you have a Google alert? No, of course no, not. Of course not. I, I Nor have, do I. I have enough <laughs> trauma in my life. Thank I you. have I a Google don't... alert of Phil Wang's name. <laughs> <laughs> but why wouldn't you want? Why wouldn't? As a comedian, I would say I would definitely have a Google alert because I'm constantly because you, you you know you you talk about racy things and 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 different stuff and so I would be constantly concerned. I suppose that someone has said something about your comedy that they didn't like or, and it's come in the press and so I'd always be like oh god when's oh, it no. but yeah that's, that's exactly why you shouldn't have a google alert but you seem Phil you, you, I, you seem to me to be quite chilled about um because you're not massively on social media not so much anymore no. I used to really love twitter when twitter was fun yeah uh, but, but you're the same anymore. as this you don't like twitter anymore either no. I don't know why you guys were ever on twitter it's just a place for hate well it didn't used to be that way at the start it was like it was people just like experimenting with this fun new thing and and sharing jokes and and cool interesting interesting bits and they'd made. But now it's just about opinions and and signaling what what political teams you're a part of and just trying to make yourself look like a fucking hero. And it's just so fucking tedious these days. And jokes don't get retweeted anymore. It's opinions that get retweeted. It, it's true. Mm-hmm. So I heard Ricky Gervais saying something, which was so true. He said, the problem with Twitter now is that everyone has a voice. Every single person. So you say whatever you want. You have your opinion, your political opinions, whatever it is. And it's very hard to cut through the bullshit. Phil, I, I got to ask you a question now. Um, what email was more exciting for you? And be honest. The email that you got saying, will you please come on private parts? Or your Netflix email? Oh, 
I think um, for sure the Netflix one. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it for a bit, but actually it's very obviously. Does that, I don't imagine that. Could, the one about my Netflix. Does that come through as an email? It's just an email. It just it's comes just from, an email offer. It's just Netflix at Netflix.com. Yeah. And you get an email and it's just. And it looks like spam, but it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. really nearly deleted. How does it happen? Do you get, do, do, do they, do, does your agent phone you up and say, we got something big and you go what is it and they go netflix want you to do a special because that is like the i would say from the very inexperienced time as I, a fellow comedian as a fellow comedian yeah getting a netflix special is pretty pretty awesome yeah i would say yeah it, it's it's you know it's, it's such a you know it's just a huge brand of course and it's it's, it's so many eyes and and they do really care about their netflix specials and is it's from the beginning it's been i find i feel like a part of the netflix thing like for right from yeah. the beginning people's netflix specials were like a cornerstone of the whole mm. platform it mm. was it was this place where you could, they they were producing like high quality good looking um stand up specials and it's like we've been looking for a platform for for those for a while so to be part to be sort of invited to be part of that was obviously really cool but and also what's really great is they they really take their hands off they let you make the special you want to wait, make which is great but also like oh gosh it's all up to me yeah and so yeah but I'm, picking, get, but I'm one... picking the set i'm picking the you know the outfit i'm picking the the music uh the title sequence all this sort of thing but well, so, yeah, so, I, i'm trying to so remember it fails it's literally it's all on me it's yeah. literally down to you <laughs> i'm trying it's to remember it. what i think i can remember what outfit you went for was it just a blue kind of sweatshirt yeah, blue just sweatshirt. a blue kind of baby blue sweat it was a baby blue, blue sweat i was into my sweats at the time was that yeah. a, was that did you think a lot about the outfit because i would think i would think a lot about the yeah outfit. i think i think comics we think too much about the outfits yeah. and too much about our walk on music really. and not enough about the material no i i, I didn't have any <laughs> i've material. certainly had that criticism <laughs> <laughs> well, you you look great. The music was awesome. Yeah, but the, the set, the, let me tell you, the set is amazing. <laughs> but the content is shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of times I'll get like a tweet after a show and someone will say, hey, Phil, what was the name of the playlist? Before, like, they won't say a good show or really funny. It's like, oh, it's a cool song on the top. What yeah. was it? Yeah. And I'll be like, yes, nailed it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But I can imagine, because I, I watched it recently, but and I said to you before, it's, it's, it's so funny. And sometimes I think, I don't know if you guys know this, but from an from a audience member, uh, watching comedy in the flesh, right? When you're in the theatre or whatever it is in the auditorium, it's 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 better, right? That's what because you're you're with the audience and it's funny. And sometimes I find that you you watch people on TV or in their shows and you go, oh, it's kind of funny. But then you watch them live, and you go, God, they're so funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. but with your show, it's really funny. It is. Oh, thanks, you know, but it, it actually is. It's, it totally is. And I can imagine the pressure you have because it's like you can't re-record it, right? I imagine you're just basically going. The standard is to do um, two shows. And you... Um, it's not much. You're not take, yeah, taking yeah, 50 it's, takes. It's still one night. It's still one yeah. night. And so the thing about stand-up, and I've learned this more as I've gone on, is like, in a way, the material and the quality of material can only get so far. So much of how a show goes is down to 
whether you slept well the night before, what you had to eat just beforehand, what general level of health you're at, like, especially for me. And because so much of it is just if you're on form, if your mind is clear, if you're in the moment. So if you're in a position where you're stressed or or a bit sad about something or literally eating too much pizza beforehand, it, it can... It can <laughs> what did you take, eat before your Netflix special? Pizza. I had, a, I had like a pizza and I think it might have been too much. I, the, I, I think didn't you, you, have, you can it, tell in between some of the cuts, like in some in some cuts I'd be like, and you'll cut and yeah. go, and you'll go, what well, strange, why has yeah. he suddenly got this... He sweated a lot in half a second. In between the two shows, you had a full roast. <laughs> he suddenly looks exhausted. Most of it comes from the first show. When you watch it, can you tell which bits are from the first show and which bits are from the second show? Yeah. Was most of it from one or the other, or was it a mix of the two? Um, I think most of it was from great the second. Great question, Tom Lucy. Look at that. that that's yeah, a, that's a real... That's a great question. That's a real insight That's question. a real insight that's question. a loser geek question. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this bit will definitely get cut out. <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm like, can you tell which ones are taken from the it, second show and from I, the I think it usually ends up being mostly one show, so it, I think it's mostly the second show. Yeah. But that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are, you, yeah. are you happy with the answer? Yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah. I would just, because, you know, in TV or movies or whatever, you do, you get to take 50 takes. And, and there is so much pressure. Uh, the only way I can, it's like doing the high dive. Like It's like being Tom Daly and doing the high dive. You only get really one shot to do it. <clears throat> yeah. And it's kind of the same thing. You don't really get to do anything else. So you don't want to hiccup, make a mistake, forget anything. Do it. So there's even more pressure. Because you can't really add lib, I suppose. You, you can, and and um, you, yeah, you, you you can. The thing you have to always remember is that you have power in the edit afterwards, and that's it's easy thing to forget because it's, it's such a live situation. Um, but if you feel an ad lib, I feel like you you should do it. I think that's kind of why people do um, two records. Is one is like the vanilla cut, and it's like whatever happens, we have the solid version of the show which is like the vanilla version this is how it's meant to be this is the script of bit blah, blah. and then mm. once you have that in the bank then the second show you can be a bit more loose and burn through through, through can, stuff can have, a, have a pizza and let go <laughs> but, but have <laughs> yeah. you seen adam sandler's netflix special? yes no i haven't seen it it's amazing it's, it's so, so good, so good. So it's good. one of the best specials on there I think. Yeah. it's so so good and his, is he, is he funny? Is he is he is uh, Alan Sanders very yeah. funny? Yeah. Sorry, I don't know why that's I mean. the second thing that's going to get you cancelled. Yeah. Is Dave Chappelle funny? Well, the thing <laughs> is, his, his movies are so often so fucking stupid. Yes, and, exactly. And not great. But he's obviously a funny guy because this stand-up is he's just written a bunch of songs and it's, and the jokes are so silly and mm. so funny. But the way he's done is they're, they're it's filmed across like a whole tour maybe, mm. and so it just cuts from venue to venue to venue, but still somehow seamless. It, Oh, um, that's quite clever. So there's there's no pretense at all that it's all one show. It's just show, show, show. Uh, that's show. interesting. Yeah. He, there's he, also a great. Sorry. There's also a great mm. special by Maria Bamford. Also, on mm. it. it's called the special, 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 special. And she starts talking to herself in the mirror, and then talking to two people, her parents on the couch, and then five friends, and then eventually by the end of, of the special, she's in a theater talking to. A full theatre of people. Shit, Phil, you should have really it's upped really your game. Good. Yours is shit now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine is. <laughs> Yours is terrible. Why you, you just walk on stage? Very you know, standard you, audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. mine audience is and boring. Comedian. Boring. Apparently, no, I, do watch it. It's really funny, like Jamie says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam Sandler apparently has to, um, every time he lands, he has to go and play a basketball game. You know this? Uh-huh. Yeah, he has to go and do like a little routine. So he has to, he has to get off the flight to get over his jet lag, he goes and plays basketball. With like, yeah, he plays basketball with like a random group of people that he just finds. Oh, like he just goes down. He to just goes down to the court, court. And, oh, like, and then plays. And Adam Sandler turns up and he plays basketball <laughs> with people, and then he goes and does a set. Phil, you <laughs> probably have something like that, that, right? What do you? What is your routine that you do? Um, uh, 
Apparently, you're meant to like take your shoes off and stand on like earth with a bare feet, like ground yourself. Apparently, that really helps. Really? Yeah. Um, but I don't do that. People will look at you funny on the <laughs> Heathrow tarmac, though, if you start doing that. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you start yeah. getting singly in the blade. Well, I think it's comedians, right? This is what I, um, it, it, you know, it, I, in, it, I have a sweet business, right? Like a really nice one? Yeah, like yeah. a really nice sweet business. I have a sweet business. But what I, what I find with the business, right, when you, when you first start it, it's really fun and exciting. And you say to your business partner, whoever, you say to someone, oh my God, why don't we just create a suite that is like eat and mess? And they go, yeah, great, let's do it. And then it's, it's really fun and amazing and naivety like plays into it massively. Mm. And then as the business sort of gets older or you become more experienced in things, you become less free less kind of um liberal almost less kind of um adventurous does that happen in comedy as well i think yeah i think i think it's the case with starting anything new because in, in a way to start something new you need to be naive you need to be naive about the likelihood that it's going to fail mm. you know starting your own company becoming a, a comedian mm. odds are it's not going to work out if you look at the base rate yeah. of success to failure you're probably not going to make it so you need to be naive about that probability to do it in the first place so it's a strength and then i think naivety becomes a bit of a weakness and and so you learn how your industry works you, you gain experience and i think you do get better at it it might feel like you're getting worse at it or like less adventurous but it's only because you understand your business better right do you have this thing where because because i've certainly found because you've obviously been doing it longer than me, but the well, longer... Nah, it might be one, one year. <laughs> the lo- the I also like that. I also like that. You've obviously... <laughs> <laughs> By the looks of you, you've obviously been doing it longer than me. <laughs> but I definitely feel like the, the longer I've been doing stand-up, the more... The more you realize the how shit the, you got. <laughs> the worst I've got. I've really noticed with you, the more the less good it is. We're- I definitely, I definitely feel like I've y- you realize how difficult it is the more you do it you know, do you know what i mean in a, in God, a this is hard no, you know what i found is that i go it's like a waves i go i i it and it never ends it never stops i i go oh stand-up's really easy actually yeah and then something will happen and go fuck stand-up's really hard and then you go oh stand up stand-up is easy yeah, like, oh, yeah. jesus stand-up is oh how many can they do it? and yeah. i just I, I go up and down yeah. i think you go and it's like you have seasons with it right yeah 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 it, sometimes it feels really hard sometimes it just really it flows um but i don't think that ever ends but also with comedy i would say it's that it's the most kind of like volatile industry you can be in because it's literally it is literally like this all the time because sometimes as you said you're in really funny form and it goes great other nights don't sometimes the material works sometimes it doesn't mm. sometimes it, you're getting all the gigs sometimes you're not getting the gigs and there's not really another industry and you've got all the competition coming up with new material yeah yeah, I think it's an entertainment business industry thing. I think I think actors have it worse. I think why do you, no actors do not have it worse? Yeah, because well, yeah, they have far less control over their work. They have to you know basically wait till someone gives them a job, but mm. we just write stuff and go on a stage, and mm. you know we have a lot more control. But but but, I, but I, I, are you nervous about the next sweet upstart? No, up? no, really? no. I no, I don't. I I don't think so because. Um, I think I think oh, I, I saw this thing with Ethan Hawke. I told you. Oh my god! Sorry, you yeah, you and Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Ethan Hawke of all people. Like, He's I'm obsessed with Ethan Hawke. It's rare oh, that you. It's rare that you see someone like <laughs> Ethan Hawke appear on TikTok, and he did. Suddenly he was on TikTok, and I was like, "That's Ethan Hawke." And um, he was saying he went, and he went, "Life is hard." 
And I was like, Ethan Hawke is saying life is hard. But he was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. life is hard. And when you're kids, you think life is going to be easy. And it's going to be this big like graph that just goes up like that. And mm-hmm. suddenly you reach your pinnacle and your blueprint is what it is and all these different things. But mm. life is actually yeah. really hard. I think, and that's coming from Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> so that puts it into perspective. But, but I, I but, uh, <laughs> so imagine you're Phil Wang. Life must be really hard. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who the fuck's Ethan Hawke? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I don't think a lot of people is that, know. Is that Tony Hawk, the skateboarder? <laughs> yes, it's his brother. It's his evil brother. You no. keep talking about Ethan Hawke like we <laughs> but all... why the fuck did you tell me? When I, I sat with you at breakfast and I went, Ethan Hawke, and you nodded and looked yeah. at me. And now well, you're telling I me. I didn't have the energy to argue. But that yeah. whole conversation I had, you didn't even know the protagonist of the whole he's story. Like the, the, uh... Ethan Hawke, he's an actor. He's in Memento. Have you ever watched Memento? Yeah, I just don't know if... Uh, yeah. Anyway, the point is... The other question I wanted to ask is how much did they pay you for the Netflix special? (laughs) Was it a lot? Is it true? It's It's a lot, isn't it? There are a lot of rumours flying around. (laughs) But with Ethan... Anyway, going back to Ethan Hawke, (laughs) it is true, though, that as kids, we have the naivety, right? That we think life is going to be pretty easy. And actually, as we we get a bit older and more experienced, we realise that life is pretty extremely hard. Don't know what I'm going for... I'm just trying to be a bit more philosophical on this, but I don't really... Do you know what I mean by that or no? I think the difficulties change. I, I, don't, I don't think it gets harder, but the difficulties just change and you end up... You, you just you take on more responsibility. But I, I found being a kid fucking hard. I hated being a child. Why? Um, why? Because you, cause you moved a lot, didn't you? Not, yeah, a little bit. I grew up in Malaysia, but I was there basically until I was 16. And then moved to the UK. Uh, I went to uh, while I was in Malaysia. I went to school in uh, nearby Brunei for a bit, so I was away from my family for that. But it was fine. It, but just the, the the fundamentals of being a child, I really hated. I really hated like like not being taken seriously. Uh, mm. This sounds psychopathic, but <laughs> I, I know or, what you mean though. Yeah, having like no control or no money. <laughs> yeah. You have no, no money. What are you, you trying to buy? You can't have money. What, what are you it's trying to buy? It's illegal for you to make money. <laughs> what are you trying to buy? Uh, uh Batman stuff. <laughs> Guns, <laughs> just loads of guns. <laughs> it was just some weaponry, small little spears. <laughs> weaponry, <laughs> little, <laughs> little spears. <laughs> but you can't. You have so little control. Is it true that you spent your Netflix money on lots of weapons? Yeah. I've heard that. A big tank. Yeah, I'm actually going on Joe Rogan next week to talk about them. He's really excited. Phil Wang, comedian arms dealer. Phil Wang spends all of his Netflix money on a tank. I don't know how much a tank would cost, but I imagine it's a lot. Shit loads. But but Phil, it would cost a fucking tank. It depends which one. It might be a couple on Etsy. That's not too much. You... <laughs> you think you can buy a tank? <laughs> I might Google this as quickly. How, how much do you think? Tank? How much do you think? Put I'm gonna tank see. into Gumtree. I, <laughs> I'm going to. I yeah. My dad used to drive tanks. We should ask okay. him. Okay, really? I'm going to say he was in the Royal Tank Regiment. Buying that sounds appropriate. A, a, I'm buying buying a tank. Here we go. I'm going to buy a tank because you can definitely hire them for like stag <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> you, you can't hire a tank. Yes, you can. I swear, you Phil, can. No, you yeah. can't. You absolutely can hire. Okay, uh, buy buy a real tank. What would you write? What would you write? Buy a real tank? No, they're not water. Yeah, low, so low mileage tank. Buy, buy a military yes. tank. Can we Must go shopping? Because you've got to get second hand. Like a tank loses <laughs> half its value the second it's off the forecourt. So you've got to go, <laughs> you've got to go second hand. What, what mileage should I be looking for? 
<laughs> I think anything sub 100k is a good tank <laughs> mileage. That full oh full Monty tank driving experience uh, mm-hmm. is um, is 349 quid. That's all right. For how long? How long do you get the tank? <laughs> you get, do you want to know? Any ammo? Is that extra? You, yeah, you can fire some ammo. It's a, it doesn't say it doesn't say how long you get it, but there's loads of thumbs up. I don't know where where can I buy can I buy a tank? It doesn't. You're gonna get can someone try and Google it? it? Someone try and we'll Google get it. Someone then. to find yeah, out. Yeah, someone try and Google it. We'll find out. But I think it would be pretty expensive to to have a tank. But so as a kid, you were saying you found it pretty tricky. But then when you did you find Cambridge tricky or no? Um, yeah, really hard. Um, my first term, I almost quit. Um, really? Yeah, I, I went in. It's lonely, people say. I, I think, I think it can be lonely. I think the university experience can, can be lonely no matter where you are, especially if you're a bit dorky mm. and a lot of Cambridge people are. Mm. Um, and I, and when you're in a new place, that's always hard. But I, I went in into it too hard. I was like, I'm in Cambridge. I got to do all the Cambridge things. So I was like doing rowing. <laughs> I was doing f- like college football. I can't play football. I was in the choir, like in college, and I I was doing stand up and comedy. I was trying to audition for plays. I, I went to like I went I well, went to like you a lect- to fit in because you wanted to try and fit in. I was like, there's all this opportunity here, and I have to get it in. I went to a lecture for a course I wasn't even on. I was like, this all this stuff is available, so I'm going to go and learn about the the, the political history of Vietnam, and. <laughs> But then, and I, at the end, of, at the end of my first term, I was just exhausted. I was going, I, I can't do this. I, I need to quit. I, my grades are not good. I, and I remember talking to another guy at my college who was doing engineering as well, and I was like, I just don't know how, I just don't know how to do it. And he was like, well, quit. Like no one is doing five things. And him yeah. telling me that I could quit something was just a revelation. So, the, so you were in the Cambridge our, rowing team. Um, no, the college one. But, but uh, like, and like you the didn't do the Oxford Cambridge down. race. Yeah, no, I was, a, I was an Olympic level rower and I thought, you know what, I'm going to focus on the, the, the telling big jokes. But wait, wait was that, is, that, um, is that parents' pressure perhaps to, to, to make you no, achieve? No? You know what, my parents were always really, you know, they, they, wouldn't, they didn't pressure me. They always said, as long as you're happy, that's the main thing. And I, maybe I reacted to that. I was like, well, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. You want me to be happy, do you? <laughs> um, uh, watch this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's, you do the total opposite. Yeah. Your parents, you say you can't have any like alcohol. You then go to university and you nail as much as you can. Well, exactly, Your yeah. Your said you could be as happy as you want. Yeah, so you started <laughs> doing stand-up. <laughs> so you tried to make yourself as unhappy as you can. <laughs> it's a bit of that. But I think a lot of my... A lot of my pressure just came from myself and like, really? and not, I, I hate the idea of waste and I really hate the idea of wasting opportunity. So, you know, going to Cambridge University is such an incredible opportunity and privilege. And yeah. I was like, I cannot waste this. I have to do every single thing I possibly can. Did and, you have a, um, did, did you uh, have a job in between comedy and university or did you go straight into comedy? I was basically straight into comedy. I did a bit of tutoring. I tutored a bit of maths and physics. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Fun? No. <laughs> I got hit when I was a kid at school. I went to Chinese school in Malaysia. Yeah. I got hit a lot. A lot really? Yeah, yeah, you got, did. I got cane. On. Yeah, you got canes. Really? What? Yeah, yeah you got canes. On I your hand? Cane. Yeah, on your hand. Every teacher would For come doing in. what? Oh, anything. It's up to the teacher's whim, basically. Every teacher came into the class with a rattan cane. Mm-hmm. Like, they had their own. They, they had their own. It's like their, their own broomstick in Harry Potter or something. Every, <laughs> a wand. Every teacher had their own cane. 
Was it, it like an extendable it? one? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 what, the, the baton. Ones, the yeah. baton ones were able to yeah. just flick it. And, uh, <laughs> they, they had a baton. A, bat- <laughs> a police baton. It literally looked like they just pulled it off a tree outside. And they, but every teacher had their own, and they walk around school with it, and they walk into class, and they'd have oh their cane with it. And I, I would like, I, I, I learned which teachers had the thickest canes mm. and who had the strongest arms. And so I would do their, their homework first. So I remember my yeah. Mandarin teacher had, had a thick cane and a real tricep on her. So I would do her homework first. My Malay teacher had a thin piece of shit cane and wasn't really into it, actually, when she, when she went at you. So yeah. I was like, ah, sometimes I wouldn't do it. And I'd just take a quick strike. Well, the did they hit the back of the hand? Palm. Palm. Yeah. Because it hurts more? I don't know. I feel like I feel like back it would hurt, would hurt more. Wouldn't yeah, back it? would yeah, hurt her, more. Back yeah. would definitely hurt more. Yeah, you maybe, should tell these maybe teachers. Maybe they're being nice. Maybe they've actually yeah. been kind the whole time. You should have said to them, "It'll hurt more on the back." <laughs> hey, um, hey, hey, listen, Phil uh, and Tom, we're going to have to stop there for part one because we've run it. But what we want to do is we want to really entice people to come back for part two. So, got a little, got a little fact or something you can tell us that you can then tell us now. Then we reveal in part two. Oh, yeah, give us something. Give us something interesting. About anything. About anything you want. We're going to entice people oh, back to you could to tell us two. something about the history of Vietnam because you did a lecture <laughs> in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, or something about cuisine. Cuisine's always Well, Vietnam, well... Don't tell us the answer, though. Okay. Just tell us the question. I bet you don't know what language the word pho is from. The, you know the Vietnamese dish pho that everyone loves? Pho? Okay. As in P-H-O? Mm. You, oh, my God. Okay, well, we're going to find out in part two, aren't we? Yes, you are. I will see you in part two, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.